Welcome to the That's Teaching Life podcast, where I help keep teachers motivated and inspired. Hey guys, it's Richard Butler here with another podcast. It's so great to be back. And of course, I'm here more or less every week or two with a brand new podcast talking about issues and challenges that teachers have. And today is no different. So today's topic is all about the ups and downs of an English teacher and the highs and lows of the actual business, which I'm sure you have all experienced. Maybe some more often than others, maybe not so often, but they do come those highs and lows and even more when you decide to do and become a teacher entrepreneur, which is working for yourself, setting your own prices and well, having to market yourself and find your clients. I mean, it's super important to remember that you're always going to have ups and downs. And there are some months where you will have, uh, I mean, you'll have no clients, you'll have no strategy sessions to find new clients. Um, you'll just feel really down. You'll feel that it, things aren't working out and you'll be ready to give up. But I'm here to tell you, don't give up because I want to tell you my story. So I started, um, I moved to Spain just over 11 years ago. And I wasn't, I didn't come here as a, as an English teacher. I actually came here as a trainer. I've always been a trainer all of my life. And I became a trainer for, um, for a, a recruitment company. And I was training their staff basically all over the world um, how to use our backend systems. But not only this, but also there was soft skills training. Now, as I traveled around Europe and South America, and even I went to Moscow, which was very, very interesting. And I'm glad I went then because um, right now we don't know what's happening with, uh, with, with Russia. But I found that all of the consultants had challenges with English. And there were lots of things that were coming up. And as I was working in uh, the recruitment company, people came to me and they said, do you teach English? And I thought, well, yeah, sure. And I started to teach English to everybody and anybody. And I continued this for a number of years. And I was teaching in the evenings. I was teaching on my lunch break. And it was something that I enjoyed because I, I do really enjoy teaching. I mean, I, I love the interaction with people and seeing people go, aha, so that's why you say this or that's how you do this. And in well 2020, when the pandemic hit, um, it was a turning point for me. I mean, it was a life-changing moment for so many people, but I had reduced hours, which meant that I could actually do a little bit more teaching. And I saw that there was a big demand for it, even with the pandemic, or even more so with the pandemic. Now, up to this point, I had been teaching all everything online for about the last, the previous five years. I mean, very rarely have I done face-to-face -face classes um, because I don't think you need to do face-to-face -face classes. I mean, um, presential classes, I think everything can be done online. And I've had great success with that. But I saw that there was a business there and I took the leap in April of 2021 and I went out on my own. And now as I speak to you, it's September 2022 and I'm still surviving and thriving a little bit with my um, English business. But 
it hasn't always been easy. Now, the one thing that changed my life is I did a 21 day challenge by a guy or with a guy called James Liu. And it really focused me into knowing what I wanted and knowing how to get it. Now, I progressed from that challenge and I started to do a little bit of coaching with him and I saw a change. I changed from being a general English teacher to being a lot more focused and focusing in on the human resources niche. And soon after the challenge, I got a client and then I got another one and then I got another one. And then I think March was quite quiet. And then I got another couple of clients and then I got a, a, a group, a group of two. And then uh, it got slow. And then in June, I was approached by a company who were moving away from a very well-known training, training company to um, contract me. And this took me through June and then everything was quiet. And then I got one client in July. And then August was dead. And up to the middle of September, it was dead. And I mean, it's at those points that you get despondent, that you say, I'm putting a lot of effort into marketing myself, um, you know, redoing up my program, etc. And now it's not it's not giving me any results. And I've seen this in the teachers groups that sometimes people can go through a dry spell of three months and then they just click and they suddenly go back into um, a really prosperous period. Now, we always have to be trying to get more students. I mean, for me, having three, four, five students a week is absolutely perfect because I do other things as well. And I think that's really important as well, that you do other things and not just have um, just teaching. I mean, you do other little things. And I'm working on some uh, courses that I want to produce online. This is an ongoing project. But be realistic with yourself and say, there are going to be moments that I'm going to be super busy and there's going to be moments where I'm going to be super quiet. Now, I know in Spain, December, January are quite quiet. July and August are quite quiet. Middle of September is quite quiet. So now going forward, and I'm working for myself, I see that even more and it affects me even more. So now I'm going to plan ahead for next year of how I can overcome those quiet moments. But you need to realize that. You need to accept that. You need to say, okay, well, you know, this is happening and that's fine. There will be good times again. So even when you are busy with two, three, four, five clients a week, make sure that you are still doing your marketing so that when those clients finish, let's say you're doing a, a 10, 12, 15 week course, you have more clients to actually take their place. And don't give up because too many people feel that they have to give up, but you don't. Don't give up because as soon as you give up, you've lost. Keep battling on, keep refining your techniques. If something's not working, do something else. And that is the key. Now, at the moment, I, for example, the other day, I had a strategy call with somebody who I'd reached out to in April. And she came back to me in September and said, I'm really sorry I didn't get back to you. And she's now booked four or five sessions with me. So nurture those uh, people that you've, you've connected with. Keep putting out content. Keep marketing yourself because you can succeed. And listen to this podcast again 
because it is vital. So, of course, if you've listened to my previous podcasts, one of the things that I love to do is to give you a key takeaway. That's Friday, and the takeaway sounds really good today. And if you're listening to this on any other day, the takeaway is always good, no matter what day of the week it is. But my key takeaway for you is realize that this is a long-term project that you're working on. It's not a get-rich-quick project. You're not going to make money overnight. Invest in yourself. Get some coaching. Invest in the right tools for your business. Because I remember there were some um, teacher entrepreneurs who were complaining that Zoom was going to be charging now for um, anything over 40 minutes. And what they were saying was, well, I'll do a 40-minute class and then I'll stop it and then we'll we'll get back in together um, and we'll do the other 20 minutes. I mean, that looks unprofessional because I would say, well, why are you doing that? I mean, if your business is going well, you should be reinvesting in the tools that you need. Imagine you ask a, a builder to come out to your house and he says, well, actually, uh, I'm, I'm j- I've just borrowed the hammer from my mate because I can't afford to buy a hammer. So I have to give it back to him and I'll come back in an hour. I mean, you, you wouldn't trust a builder like that. So invest in yourself, invest in the tools, realize that you will have these low points. Seek out others, seek out groups where you can rant a little bit, but not be negative, but just when you need to blow off steam, that you can blow off steam. That is so important. So I like to finish with a call to action. And the call to action is multifaceted. Um, first thing is, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a like or save it or subscribe to the podcast or share it with any other teachers that you may have, uh, teacher friends, teacher colleagues that could benefit from this. Keep focused, invest in yourself, and make sure that you stay positive. Now, I will talk to you in the next podcast. I was going to say I'll talk to you next week, but I don't know whether it'll be next week or the week after, but you will hear me in the next podcast. So make sure that you subscribe so that you get notified as soon as I post my next podcast. And go back and listen to the previous podcast. If you haven't listened to the interview with Alison, you should listen to it. If you haven't listened to the interview with Robbie, you should listen to it. And I'll speak to you very soon. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast to be kept up to date when I release new episodes.